welcome to the Built for the Trades podcast where we help trades, business owners, managers, everybody out there grow through leadership development. Today I am joined by my uh, fellow team member here at Built for the Trades, Nathan Glass. Nathan, welcome to the show. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Excited about this topic. Yeah, today is going to be great. We are going to be sharing uh, four steps to really rely on discipline over motivation. Um, this is this is coming from a recap episode of the interview I did with Josh Zolan, the CEO of Windy City Equipment. He also is the author of Blue is the New White. He has a fellow podcast in that. He's a really good guy. But uh, listening back to that interview, the leadership topic, discipline over motivation, really stood out. Yeah, this is a powerful topic, kind of as, as Josh explains, and we'll get in more detail in a little bit, right? He, he sees this as one of the major keys for his success. Um, I think anyone who's been in business uh, for any length of time will probably agree that discipline is um, uh, you know, a more stable factor, let's call it, in your business and in yourself than motivation, right? That's true. And as we get started, I just wanted to remind the audience that, um, you know, if you know somebody out there that could benefit from this podcast, just share it with them. Uh, we love to uh, grow our audience organically. We're here to serve the trades. We're here to serve the people out there that are wanting to grow their leadership. And so I just want to encourage everybody out there to uh, just take a few minutes today and do that. Um, so yeah, going back listening, uh, Josh was talking about, it's kind of crazy, he was a stunt man of all things. <laughs> I didn't know that about him until that interview. It was really cool. So if you haven't listened to the interview, pause this one, go back, listen to the previous episode. But he was a stuntman. He ended up leaving that career and going to work for his dad at Windy City Equipment, which was a small business at the time. And uh, he said, you know, when I showed up, I was just the owner's son. I didn't really have, you know, the reputation as a leader in the business. Um, but he said, you know what? It's not the mistakes you make, because I made a lot of them but it's how you learn from those mistakes. And he said, I just kept showing up. And I just realized that not every day am I gonna be motivated. I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to right. really rely on discipline to get through, um, to get through really earning the people's respect and really getting a name in, the, in his business. And, uh, and so he said, the secret to success is inconsistency. Mm. So any thoughts on that? No, that's good, right? Consistency uh, builds your discipline. Um, you could think of discipline. So I think of motivation as sort of like that that uh, you know, drive or energy that you have in a moment to do something, right? Sometimes you have that energy, that drive, and some mornings you don't. Whereas discipline is going to be you know, a habit that you form. So something that you sort of almost think of it that you do automatically, right? Like when you get on a bike, you know, I ride a bike, you, you don't think about moving the pedals and turning the, the handles, right? You just do all of that automatically. There's no thinking involved. You just, you just get into action and do it, right? I think of discipline as the same thing. Once you discipline yourself, you've developed a habit, um, those actions are going to flow naturally without thinking, which is kind of what you want, right? You don't want to think about it. You don't want to talk yourself out of something. You also don't want to wait till you have the right feeling and energy to do something. You want to just take action and do it. So I think that's that's kind of how I see the key of consistency creates that habit, which is leading to discipline, and that's what helps you achieve what you want to achieve. Hmm. That's good. Yeah, we were joking this morning. Um, it's like woke up to like 10 degrees this morning Ooh. in Texas. That's way too cold for Texas, but uh, driving to work this morning to, to get here and start bright and early this morning, I thought, man, this takes a lot of discipline to really be committed to coming in and, 
and uh, recording these podcasts and doing different things. And that's when you know you're not just relying on motivation, right? Yeah. Motivation yeah. is, hey, I want to start a podcast. I'm going to do a few episodes and see where it goes. Yeah. That's never going to last because there's certain yeah. days that you wake up at 10 degrees. You still got to come to work. Right. You still got to get it, you know, fire up the mic and get it going. So um, I find it interesting. It says here, while motivation is out of our control, discipline is ours to command. And man, I, every day as a leadership coach, I talk about that. Like, what is it within your control that you can focus on? Because we get so caught up in all the outside things that we can't control. Right. People, politics, whatever it is, weather. You know, but what it is, you know, what is it that we can't control? And I like that because, you know, um, motivation is out of our control. Yeah. You know, not every day can we wake up and watch the same motivational video on YouTube and expect it right. to do the same thing for us every single day. Yeah, yeah, that, no, that's good. Yeah, and I think, you know, discipline, just like anything, right, like, or, or, or like a muscle, right, needs to be exercised. Mm-hmm. Um, just like you would to build a muscle. You do things consistently to build that muscle, to keep that muscle, right? You go to the gym, you eat protein, you do all those things. Um, to maintain the muscles. Well, same thing with discipline, right? You gotta, you gotta go through the steps to develop the habits to strengthen your discipline, strengthen your habits. Yeah. I wonder if like everybody listening out there, you know, if you struggle with accomplishing goals or maybe you don't set goals at all because you you know, don't wanna have to be held accountable to them. Um, I wonder if there's a certain, you know, there's, there's definitely a certain level of goals that will have you become more disciplined than others you know what i mean like mm-hmm. it, for instance a good example is if somebody says hey i want to lose weight mm-hmm. and that's their goal and they all they rely on motivation so they go through streaky seasons of losing weight and not losing weight and then one day your doctor says hey you're gonna have a heart attack in 30 days if you don't lose 20 pounds now all of a sudden <laughs> that that motivation now becomes you know well that's motivation but it also becomes discipline because you know you have a lot more writing on it so I wonder if, like, when you think about setting goals and, and relying on discipline, um, you know, is there ways that, that you can look out and, and have a more, a, a more defined why that really keeps you coming back to that goal? Yeah, Tony Robbins talks a lot about this um, in Awaken the Giant Within, which is a really great book. If you haven't read it, it really changed my life, my perspective on a lot of things. But he talks about this in terms of leverage. Think about it, getting leverage on yourself to create motivation to get yourself to do something. So generally, you're motivated by pain or pleasure. So what you're talking about is a lot of pain, right? If a doctor says you're going to die in 30 days if you don't start eating better, well, that you just created a giant lever of pain on yourself to motivate yourself to do things. Um, so you can you can either find, and generally that's, that's how a lot of us are, we wait until there's a lot of pain in our life, either the pain of not having money or the pain in our relationship or, um, or health you know, pains, um, real physical pains. So that's one way to motivate yourself. The other is on the positive side, right? Pain or pleasure. So finding pleasure, but generally speaking, pain is, motivates us better than pleasure. Hmm. So, um, and we'll, we'll kind of talk about some steps here in just a minute get a little more concrete, but, but just a little more on the idea of leverage is, um, so how can you get leverage on yourself? Let's say if it's not, you know, the doctrine, like death is not impending, um, you're just trying to accomplish something. So how do you get leverage? Well, there's a lot of ways you can do it, but some of the best ways are making, getting an accountability partner, getting some, making your goal public 
um, finding someone who will hold you accountable. Um, and even I, I think it's kind of a creative, creative idea of leverage is like, um, you know, give yourself a certain deadline to accomplish something. And if you don't, then um, $500 goes to a, a political party that you don't agree with. Oh, no. <laughs> so it goes to the opposite. So if you're, you know, whatever you are, the opposite. So the, the candidate or the party you don't want money to go to, that's the consequence if you don't achieve your goal in six months. I thought that was a good, that's a good creative one, right? That, that's just getting leverage on yourself. Yeah, you know, I, I also think about uh, the people you surround yourself with and um, how you mentioned that could be an accountability partner. Correct. But it also can be a, a demotivating partner. Um, so, and you know, the age-old wisdom that misery loves company, right? That's right. Um, I'm just thinking uh, of like, you know, who you're hanging around. Like if, you're, if your efforts is to discipline in the way that you're eating, um, but you continue to hang around somebody who doesn't care about that and eats cheeseburgers in front of you, well, <laughs> your, your chances of staying disciplined in that is going to be slim versus deciding to be around a group of people who are maybe also health conscious and wanting to improve that area. So you do have to think about who you're surrounding yourself with and realize that um, that you know that is not good. And I, and I also think it's biblical, too, that like we shouldn't cause people to stumble in whatever it is that they're work, whether it's um, they're trying to quit drinking or eating healthier or accomplishing these goals they want to accomplish, uh, we should be there to support them and not to throw them off track. No, that, that's good, right? That whole thing of you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. Well, that that's that influence of those people around you and kind of whatever level they're at in health or finances or relationships, right? That's the generally going to be the level you're at. So if the people around you are are dragging you down from where you want to be, then maybe you need to change those five people. Hmm. That's pretty powerful. Uh, it says yes, giving up is also a habit. That uh, that's pretty powerful to think about. Um, you know, and really having that grit to to be successful in whatever it is you're setting out to do. But I think that also goes back to the why, why you're doing it. Yeah. It's gotta be a bigger motivation than, than just that, you know, I feel like doing this today or so-and-so's doing this and I wanna do that. Like, there's gotta be a deeper deeper why behind that. Yeah, I think that's a really good point, right? Often, you know, we don't see giving up as a habit, but really it is. And you can, so if you find yourself giving up a lot, you can develop the opposite habit. It is absolutely possible. Mm-hmm. It is not, you know, some magical thing that some people have and some people don't. It is something that you can develop. Um, and I think like you're saying, grit is really, is, is the determining factor generally in successful people and not successful people. People who are successful have grit. That means that basically they don't give up. Um, it doesn't mean they don't have failures. It doesn't mean they don't have setbacks. Mm-hmm. In fact, it means the opposite. Successful people have had more setbacks and more failures. and. They've, they've taken those moments to, to learn, to get better, to get back on the horse, right, and, and, and try again. That's, that would be what grit is, and that's what's going to ultimately lead you to success. That's good. Yeah, I'm going to give a shout-out to my wife because um, I'm thinking about how she – we have a 15-year-old daughter who plays sports, and she tells her all the time, like, look, like, I don't care if you play this sport or not, but if you commit and you try out, you're committed. There's no quitting. Because there's certain kids out there who are allowed just to start something and then quit because they don't like something. And so, I, talking about grit and talking about how quitting can become a habit, yeah. 
you know, it's taught at an early age. You are giving up can become a habit. It started, started it starts at an early age as um, us parenting our kids and reminding them that hey, you're only as good as you were. If you're committing to it, you got to follow through with it. And that's easier said than done. Now, I would add one more thing. Like if that is something you really struggle with, don't um, pick a small thing that you can cre- that you can um, have grit towards. So like if there's big goals you want to achieve, that's great. But if you first need to develop that habit of not giving up, then pick something that's relatively easy and master that and get good at that thing and use that as a way to develop the habit of not giving up and then kind of ratchet it up, right? Like then take it to the next level, the next level. That's true. That's true. You're still in some of our steps, bro. Oh, sorry, man. I know. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So let's just dive in. So we talked about we're going to share four steps to, uh, helping our audience really uh, learn to rely on discipline over motivation. And um, it, when I think about discipline, I think about Jocko Willink, he always talks about discipline equals freedom. He has a quote in here, he said, says, motivation is fickle, it comes and goes, it is unreliable, and when you're counting on motivation to get your goals accomplished, you will likely fall short. Mm-hmm. So the first step we have here is First, you got to get specific in what discipline looks like for your specific goal. So in other words, you got to make it measurable. Mm-hmm. And an example I have here is like losing weight. If losing weight is your goal, how much and in what time frame, right? So you're, you're making it measurable, right? And then from there, it, you got to ask yourself, is it the food and I intake? Is it the quality of the food? Or maybe it's, is it my exercise routine? And uh, once you determine what that is, which more than likely it could be both or one or the other, um, just like you said, set small measurable targets and do it daily. So maybe it's your exercise routine and maybe your goal is that, hey, I want to I get to where I'm running 30 minutes a day. Well, if you're, you can't go from counts to running 30 minutes a day, so maybe the first measurable is that, hey, I want to walk for 10 minutes a day. And that's something you commit to doing every day. You get up and do that every day until you can walk 15 minutes a day and 20 minutes a day and 30 minutes a day. And next thing you know, you're running 10 minutes a day. So you see, just like you said, you're starting off really small. If you start off too big, the problem is that's your motivation kicking in. So you may make one 30 minute run, you may make two 30 minute runs, but more than likely you're going to either um, quit because it's too hard or injure yourself because your body's not worked up to that habit quite yet. Yeah, no, that's good. It, there's kind of this concept of early wins. So if you're setting out to accomplish a really big goal, um, it's really helpful in developing your discipline to have early wins in the process. So kind of saying, if you kind of work your way backwards from your ultimate goal to something very small, every time you accomplish that little thing, you're developing that discipline and you're getting, um, it's, it's kind of giving you a positive feedback loop, right? So you're, you're getting some positive things happening very early, which helps you kind of get through the hard hard parts that are inevitably going to come. Mm-hmm. That's good. Another example of step one, uh, increasing your income. So if that's your goal, how much and in what time frame? Yep. Right? Um, and then the next question is, what do you need to do daily to increase it? Is it that I need to read more books or do I need to hire a coach? Do I need to build different relationships? Maybe it's, do I need to get out of my comfort zone or, or change my inner circle? Um, once you determine that, then you can set that small measurable target and do it daily. So maybe that target is, hey, I want to hire a coach, but maybe it's not in the budget to hire a coach at this moment. So what's another small measurable step you can do along the way? But well, maybe it's joining a mastermind group or maybe it's, hey, I'm going to start reading books 
that's going to educate me and it's going to change my mindset or change my knowledge. And then from there, at a certain point, I can make more income. And then from there, I can hire a coach. Right. So it's not like you have to go all the way to the end result instantly. Yeah, that's good. It's good to kind of map that out too. think of like, okay, first I'm going to read books. Then after a certain period of time, maybe three months or six months, then I'm going to find a mastermind group and then I'm going to find, you know, coach, whatever that progress looks like. I think it's good to map it out and not let yourself sit in the, I know at least me, I tend to sit in the learning, read the book phase too long, at least I used to. So for me, when I'm starting out in new things, I kind of give myself a time limit so that way I don't just spend all year reading books at a certain point, right? You need to, you need to move up to the next level. So I think it's good to kind of map that out over the course of the year. Yeah. And that's a good example of getting out of your, getting, getting out of your comfort zone and knowing yourself to grow yourself. Which we talk a lot here, building trades about that. It's, yeah. if you know that's who you are naturally, yeah. then you know that it's going to take an effort of getting out of your comfort zone in order to move past that. So, and that's also where growth, growth is, is achieved. So step two, and, uh, and learning how to rely on discipline or motivation is make this goal public and find an accountability partner to move you past motivation and into discipline. You know, you mentioned that early in the podcast, um, but I, I just think that's so powerful because it's easy to make a goal, yeah. but it's hard to make a goal public. Yep. And that can look like, you know, printing it out and putting it on your wall. Um, or if you know if you're if you're in a business, putting that you know on the wall of the business where people are going to see it. Um, it could look like putting it on social media, and you know finding people who are going to help support you through that, but kind of making it public there. Uh, it can it can take a lot of different forms. That's good. Step three is celebrating the small wins, and I put a note here that this will build momentum. And I think, man, it's, it's so easy to get caught up in the bigger goal and the end result of what you want to achieve. And if you're not getting there quick enough, it can be demotivating, right? And once yeah. again, you're relying on motivation. Yep. Uh, but the discipline side of it is, hey, instead of just focusing so hard on I'm not achieving that goal fast enough, what are you achieving along the way yep. that is positive, right? And sitting on those and meditating on those and celebrating those, um, not only with yourself, but with your accountability partner. Yeah, that, that's great. I mean, he, he, appreciation here, having or, or gratitude, having gratitude for the little things that you've done. Let's say you're trying to get up to you know, running 30 minutes. Um, even just say, go buying the running shoes. Like, celebrate that. That's a win. Like, maybe you didn't have running shoes in your closet before, but now you've got some. Great. Like, that's a great step, you know, in that direction. It may not be, you know, you're not achieving your goal yet, but it is, it is one of the markers along the way that's going to get you there. So celebrate it. That's good. Uh, step four, and the last step here is if you miss a day, don't make it up. Um, this will cause injury, leave you feeling frustrated, and eventually lead to quitting. So that's something that I'm sure a lot of people weren't expecting to hear. But I think back to a, at a time when I was training for Ironmans, I hired a coach to train me to achieve the goal that I wanted to achieve. And I was so motivated to work out. I was so motivated to run the bike and the swim that... Like if I would miss a 20 mile run the next day, I, 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 would, I would, at the peak of my training, I may run 20 miles on Saturday and ride 100 miles on Sunday. I would try to wake up earlier Saturday, Sunday morning and run 20 miles before I ride 100 miles, right? And uh, my coach had great wisdom. He said, Dan, you know, I know you're motivated. I know you want to, I know you want to achieve this goal, but if you try to make up your workouts, you will get injured. And guess what I did? 
got injured. I got injured. <laughs> so I didn't listen the first time, but I learned after multiple times of doing that that, you know, there's something to that. And I think that really relies to leadership and the business and to just right here. So, you know, if you if your goal is to, um, once again, going back to running 30 minutes, if you miss a day of getting up and walking, don't let that affect your next day. Just get up and walk that 10 minutes, right? Don't try to make it up and walk 20 minutes because you missed the previous day. Because what will happen is those days will stack on each other and eventually you're going to get injured or it's just going to demotivate you and discourage you because you're like, man, you know, I really just I can't make this happen. And another thing I'll say, too, about this is uh, we all we're all in different seasons at different times. So let's say, for instance, you set a goal to wake up and do the 10 minute walk every day and then you got to go travel for business. Right. And that throws you off your your schedule for a week. Well, you know what? Who cares? Get back on the schedule the next week. Yep. Just don't use that as, a, as, as an excuse to knock you off your goal. Just see it as a season. Okay, that week was a season. I messed up and maybe didn't accomplish my goal or I didn't have time or whatever was the reason. But you know what? Monday's a new day. I'm back at home. I get back in my normal routine. And I'll just add to that. Like, if you do miss a day, um, yeah, let it go. And don't let the... Um, any negativity creep in, right? Like, don't beat yourself up. Don't feel bad about missing the day, right? All that kind of saying, it's gonna demotivate you. It's gonna move you in the wrong directions. So I know, like, for me, that that's hard. I'm a bit of a perfectionist, so if I have a plan and I don't accomplish that in the week, like, it makes me wanna kinda give up for the entire week, right? So if you do have a bad day or you do miss, miss the workout or, or the run, whatever, um, I think letting it go, and especially emotionally, just letting go of any negativity you have around that. Don't beat yourself up. It's fine. Just move on. Yeah, there's so many times in life that we talk about, well, I want to do this, but in the past this happened to me. Mm. So that too, we got to make sure that that's not coming out of our mouth of, hey, I want to, I want to accomplish this business goal. Like, hey, I want to hire this person, the service manager. I want to hire the service manager, but you know what? The last one was a real jerk and it just didn't work out and it cost me a lot of money. So, you know, I'm just going to do it all myself and to see how that goes. And then next, you know, you look back, you, you look, you fast forward a year into the future and you haven't grown at all because you let the past stop you from your future. And uh, as I share that, I'm actually talking about myself. That happened. <laughs> so, uh, but, but you learn from that, right? You learn from that and you move on. And that's why it's good to, to reflect on these things. So real quick, uh, relying on discipline or motivation, get specific, make your goal measurable. Step one, right? Make it public. Get an accountability partner. Step two, um, celebrate the small wins is step three. And then ultimately, if you miss a day, don't try to make it up. Step four. Uh, anything else in closing, Nathan? No, that's great. I just I hope this has been, um, this will help you shift from relying on motivation, which is largely internal and emotional, to discipline, which is largely kind of built around your habits and your mind. And, um, and don't be afraid. I know for me, when I was learning this concept, what the big shift for me also was understanding that the the motivation, if you will, can be external, which would be like the, your your accountability partner, or mastermind, or coaching, or someone outside of you mm -hmm. um, helping you accomplish the thing you want to accomplish. So for me, it was a shift from like I'm just trying to trying to you know like I I need to have this motivation to achieve this thing to like achieving the thing is the ultimate goal and if i have to get my motivation or you know outside person to be that to help me to develop that discipline that's completely fine like i for i don't know for some reason in my mind like it was, I was like it's not okay to get help 
So that's what I'm saying. It's okay to get help and to get people around you to support you to achieve that goal. Yeah, sometimes investing money in that will will take the motivation and the interdiscipline all of a sudden. It's like yeah. hiring a trainer yeah. to help you train all of a sudden. Now you're disciplined because you put your money where your mouth is. Yeah, it's great. You know, so it's good when you think about that. Um, if you've listened this far, obviously you must have liked this podcast. So Thanks if you so. did, please subscribe, share it with a friend, <laughs> leave us a leave us a review. Um, we want to grow this podcast organically. We want to add value to men and women in the trades that are looking to grow in their leadership. And um, and we would love to hear from you. Like if if you're setting some goals and you need some to rely on discipline more, and you want to have an accountability partner, like share that with us, share that with us here at Built for the Trades. We'd love to yeah. to help you in your success. And uh, we hope you have an amazing day. Um, thank you again, Nathan, for coming on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. All right, we'll see y'all next time.